Hey, welcome to The Quest. Thank you guys for being with us today of all the things that you are going to be doing today. Thank you for including us in what you are doing. Such a great privilege to be together with you, especially if you're a guest and you're checking us out. We encourage all of our guests, we encourage everyone actually to scan the QR code. That QR code will help answer some questions that you might have about who we are as a church. And also with that, it'll help you connect with us if in fact that's something that you want to do. What we always say is also, we realize that a lot of people like to watch from the back row. In other words, they don't want a lot of human contact. And if that's you, we understand. We give you your space. We're just glad that you're here with us. We also remind everyone that all of our talks are available in podcast form. All you have to do is search Fresno Quest Church on any of the podcast platforms that you're a part of, and you will find us there. All right, listen, hey, before we get into the talk today, how about if we just pray together? I don't know exactly all that's going on in your life, but we know that God does. And one of the things that we've been looking at in this series on prayer, is just how important it is to pray. So I just want to take a moment. I want us to live in the moment right now and to sit with God and to talk to God. Be intentional. Let Him know what's going on in your day. Let Him know that you need His help, His involvement in your day. Let's do that together. Father, we love you so very much. And I thank you for each person that is listening today. Wherever they're from, whatever the circumstances are in their lives, whatever they face today in their life, Father, we know that you are greater than those things. We know that you are with us at all times, that we never wander off on our own. We're never by ourselves. We're never absent from you. But Father, your presence is with us. And so today I ask that you would speak into every heart that's listening. Father, I ask that you would breathe life into those that need it. Father, that you would bring faith into those that are struggling with doubts and fears. Father, that you would bring peace to those that are dealing with anxiousness. And Father, I just thank you for all of your blessings. I thank you for your presence and the confidence that we have knowing that you hear us and that you'll answer us. So today, we give you our lives. We open our hearts. We ask that you would speak to us. And Father, make yourself real in our lives. Give us strength that we need for the day ahead, for the week ahead, for our lives that are ahead of us. So grateful, Father, that you walk with us. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. We are in a great series that we've entitled How to Pray. It's a great series that helps us in our connection with God. As we keep saying, most of us know that we need to pray. Some of us might even think that we need to pray more than we currently pray. But still, for most people, prayer is a challenge. We wrestle with issues like, what does it mean to pray? Am I doing it effectively? Does God really hear me? And how do I pray? A lot of times we have so many questions that these questions actually become barriers that prevent us from praying. They prevent us from connecting with God. So the issue that this series has been dealing with that we mention week after week, and and that's this, we tend to pray least when we need prayer most you notice that to be true? It applies in all of the areas that we've looked at, especially the one that we're looking at today. And that is, how do we pray powerful prayers? Not ineffective, weak prayers, but how do we pray prayers that pack a punch? Before we get into the talk this morning, one of the things that we know for sure is that Jesus knew how important prayer was. He talked about it quite often. He took the time to teach about it, but he also took the time to model it for us. And here's one of the things that we see that Jesus tells us about prayer. And you write this down. Jesus never complicated prayer. He simplified it. 
the barriers that keep us from prayer are things that complicate prayer. Jesus never did that. Jesus removed the barriers so that you can freely talk with your Heavenly Father. That is what the message says in Matthew when it says this. Jesus is talking and he says this. The world is full of so-called prayer warriors who are prayer ignorant. They're full of formulas and programs and advice, peddling techniques for getting what you want from God. Don't fall for that nonsense. This is your father you're dealing with, and he knows better than you what you need. With a God like this loving you, you can pray very simply like this. And then he goes into the Lord's Prayer. And remember, the Lord's Prayer is a model to follow, not a prayer to recite. Jesus encourages us to have a natural conversation with our Heavenly Father. He wants our connection with our Heavenly Father to be authentic. And in this authenticity, it, we discover that it is powerful. So how do we pray powerful prayers? Because we don't want to be wasting our time. Trust me, this may not be a talk that we want to hear, but it's definitely a talk that we need to hear. I would encourage you to allow God to speak to you through this talk. So write this down. The most powerful prayers we can pray are when we invite God to transform us. That's probably not the answer that you were hoping for. But the most powerful prayers that you can pray are prayers that transform your life. When we invite God to change us, the most powerful prayer you can pray is to align yourself and surrender yourself to God's plan for your life. Most of our prayers tend to be safe prayers. Father, be with me. Father, protect me. Father, bless me. And I'm not saying that God doesn't want to do all those things. He obviously does want to do all those things. But following Jesus is never safe. And yet, most of our prayers are about safety. Jesus tells us that if we choose to follow him, life will be more difficult. Remember, following Jesus is not about a comfortable life that we want. It's about a conformed life that God wants for us, where we're becoming like him. God's great priority for us is forming and shaping his character within us. Listen to this scripture. It says, we all show the Lord's glory and we are being changed to be like him. This change in us brings even greater glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. The message says it this way, all of us, nothing between us and God, our faces shining with the brightness of his face so that we are transfigured much like the Messiah, our lives gradually becoming brighter and more beautiful as God enters our lives and we become like him. I mention this because our human nature struggles and fights against this process. Our human nature fights against conforming to the image of God and surrendering to God. Prayer puts us in that environment and prayer has a unique way of displaying who we are, the condition of our inner man. Are we driven by selfishness or are we becoming selfless? Here's another point you can write down. Our prayers tend to be about what God can give us rather than what we can give God. Our prayers are powerful when they have divine purpose. Remember, I'm not suggesting that we should stop asking God for what we need in life. God wants us to do that. But here's the challenge that I think that we need, a challenge that we need to accept, maybe a challenge that we need to learn to apply in our lives. And you can write it down. Make the purpose of your prayers that God is blessed, not you. 
as we mature and as we grow and as we become more like Jesus, the nature of our prayers become less selfish. It becomes selfless. The purpose of our prayers is for God to be glorified, not us. For God to get the attention, not us. Listen to how King David says it. He says it this way. For the glory of your name. Do you get that? For God's glory. And he's talking to God. For the glory of your name, O Lord, preserve my life because of your faithfulness. Bring me out of this distress. He's asking for protection. But the reason he's asking for protection is so that God gets the attention that God is glorified. Here's another example from David. It says this. Help us, God our Savior, for the glory of your name. Deliver us and forgive our sins for your name's sake. See, the purpose of our prayers should reflect the purpose of our lives. What we pray for often reflects what we live for. And remember, the very nature of belonging to God is surrendering to God. Our lives are not about us. Our lives are about Him. You know the scripture, but follow along with me. It says this, Everything, absolutely everything above and below, visible and invisible, everything got started in him and finds its purpose in him. As you surrender to God, you discover your purpose in life because your purpose in life is found in God. We can't experience powerful prayers when we seek the glory that belongs to God. When we establish the purpose of our lives rather than God establishing the purpose of our life. So as King David has shown us, the purpose in his prayers is that God is glorified. I want to look at a few of those powerful prayers that David made to God. Prayers that reflected God's glory in his life. Prayers that sought God's glory in his life. And the first prayer is this, Father, search me. When we ask God to search us, we are opening up to his purpose. When we come clean with God, we acknowledge our sinful condition. We, we stop trying to hide our condition from God. You remember Adam and Eve, when sin entered their lives, it changed the purpose of their lives. They started hiding from God. It says this, Then they, Adam and Eve, heard the Lord God walking in the garden during the cool part of the day. And the man and his wife hid from the Lord God among the trees in the garden. But the Lord God called to the man and said, Where are you? The man answered, I heard you walking in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. Adam and Eve no longer wanted God to search them out. They wanted, in fact, a hideout. They went into the trees to hide their condition. When we finally get sick of our sin-sick condition, we stop excusing it, we stop hiding it, and we surrender it. We invite God to discover us. Listen to David's powerful prayer when he says, God, search me. He says, search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way of everlasting. See, when I ask God to search me, I'm asking God, God, point out, reveal my fears. That's what he said. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. My greatest fears tend to be where I trust God least in my life. When I ask God to search me, I'm also asking God to uncover my sin, to make me aware of my sin. David says that this way, see if there is any offensive way in me. 
Sometimes God uses people to point out these things in our lives. And sometimes it's the people that love us most have been pointing something out that we've been ignoring. Or maybe it's something, some kind of a sin that we've been dealing with for a long time and we've actually stopped dealing with it. We're allowing God to point out all the stuff when we say, Father, search me. We're saying, God, know me. Show me the inventory list of everything within me that offends you. And here's the reason why this prayer is so powerful where you can write it down. Change begins with transparency. Remember, God's greatest priority is that he brings transformation and change into our lives. And that change begins with transparency from us. It's not until we get tired of the condition of our lives that we finally invite God to search out our lives. That we open up our lives to God. Psalms 37, Dave says this, Open up before God. Keep nothing back. He'll do whatever needs to be done. He'll validate your life in the clear light of day and stamp you with approval. Maybe a couple of questions to consider. What is the sin you've been hiding? What is the condition that you've been excusing? As long as we hide it, we protect it. We preserve it. A powerful prayer that we all desperately need says, Father, search me. Here's another powerful prayer, and that's this. Father, forgive me. This is the necessary response from each of us to whatever God has shown us. When we pray, God, search me and point out anything that offends you, what we do with the list is important. We take responsibility for our sins. We turn from it. We make amends for it because we will always excuse what we don't ask forgiveness for. David prayed this. He said, wash me clean from my guilt. Purify me from my sin. For I recognize my rebellion. It haunts me day and night. Against you and you alone have I sinned. I have done what is evil in your sight. You will be proved right in what you say, and your judgment against me is just. For I was born a sinner. Yes, from the moment my mother conceived me. But you desire honesty from the womb, teaching me wisdom even there. Purify me from my sins. I will be clean. Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. The reason that that prayer is so powerful is this. Change requires humility in us. Humility recognizes our need for forgiveness. It's when we let go of the pride that we know better, that, that we're fine just the way that we are. Pride causes us to compare ourselves with others. The purpose of pride is to minimize our condition. David's humility gets expressed in the prayer. Listen to it. He says, I recognize my rebellion. It haunts me day and night. Against you and you alone have I sinned. I have done what is evil in your sight. You will be proved right in what you say, and your judgment against me is just. Humility apologizes for the offenses. Those offenses that we ask God to point out. Humility steps in and apologizes, repents of those offenses. It seeks to resolve the damage. Humility allows us to experience the grace of God because you know the scripture it says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. You want to experience the grace of God, then bring humility and allow humility in your life. 
We need powerful prayers that allow us to experience the grace of God, right? Here's another powerful prayer that we need, and that's this, Father, change me. This is where we invite God to do what we are powerless to do. This is where we ask God for the miraculous. That's what we talked about last week. This is the challenge. We're asking God to make us into someone who we are not. We're asking God to make us into something that He wants us to be. God never brings change into our lives until we ask for change, until we desire change. An elder at one of the churches that we served at once told me, he said, Dave, God will never deliver you from a friend. In other words, as long as you've got a condition in your life that you love, as long as you've got an addiction in your life that you love, God won't deliver you from it because your affection for it. If you want change, we have to learn to hate what is evil and cling to what is good. Change means I have to let go of the past. I have to let go of my affections of the past. It means I have to ask God to make me into what I am currently not. Listen to David's powerful prayer about change. He says this, create in me a new clean heart, O God, filled with clean thoughts and right desires. He's asking God for something that currently does not exist in his life. He says, don't toss me aside, banish forever from your presence. Don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me again the joy of your salvation and make me willing to obey you. I love that he mentions this part. He says, don't toss me aside, banished forever from your presence. Don't take your Holy Spirit from me. He recognizes that I can't do this alone and I can't do this on my own. Father, I need your power to change me, not my willpower. And the reason that this prayer is so powerful is this, you can write it down. Change requires a new direction with God. Our selfish condition has been in a direction apart from God. Change in our lives requires a selfless direction, a new direction with God, where we experience a new purpose in our lives, His purpose for our life. When we depend on Him to help us, and make us into the person that he wants us to be. I love this scripture. It says this. It says, God is kind, but he's not soft. In kindness, he takes us firmly by the hand and leads us into radical life change. Listen, we need a powerful prayer in our lives that establishes and brings us and allows us to experience radical life change. One more powerful prayer we need to pray, and that's this. Father, use me. See, the change that God desires for us is that He shapes His character and forms that, His character in us. When God changes us, it's for a new purpose, His purpose. Usually, our prayers consist of what we want God to do for us. What if our prayers change and we started asking God for what we could do for Him? See, when we pray, Father, use me, that's a prayer of availability. We're signing up, as it were. God's purpose is to use each one of us for His glory, for His purpose, for His agenda. See, we can't accomplish God's purpose if we're still living out our purpose, our agenda, our desires. God redeems us and changes us for His glory. So what is your response to God's desire that He wants to use you? The Bible's full of people that have different responses. Jonah said, here am I, I'm not going. When God sent Jonah to Nineveh, 
to preach repentance, Jonah said, I'm out. So it required a weekend in the belly of a well to change his mind. Moses said, here I am, send someone else. God sent Moses to free his people in Egypt, but Moses had no confidence that he could do what God was asking him to do. And he told God, hey, send someone else. God sends Isaiah to give a strong message to his people about turning from their sin. And Isaiah says, hey, here I am, send me. Though the task was difficult, though it was unsafe, though it was uncomfortable, Isaiah said, send me. I'm willing to be used of God. Isaiah 6, 8, he says this, Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And I said, Here I am, send me. This is the prayer that we pray when we're available for God to use us. We're not looking for excuses. We're looking for opportunities. We're not hiding from God. We're running to God. You talk about a powerful prayer. God, use me. God, give me opportunities where I can tell others about you. Father, when others are not willing to go, when others make excuses to go, Father, I'm willing. Father, give me open doors to be used by you. Father, use me for your glory. David's powerful prayer says it this way. Create in me a pure heart, God, and make my spirit right again. Do not send me away from you or take your Holy Spirit away from me. Give me back the joy of your salvation. Keep me strong by giving me a willing spirit. And then he says, then I will teach your ways to those who do wrong and sinners will turn back to you. See, powerful prayers give us a new passion, a new purpose. In fact, you can write this down. The reason that this prayer is so powerful is change brings a new passion into our lives. It's having a new reason for living, a new purpose for my life, a new passion for people. I don't just have people in my life to hang out with. I have a new message that I bring to people, a new, new message that I share with people in my life. I have a new availability to God. When God is the love of our lives, He changes how we love others. We seek to help others get connected with God. David, again, he said it this way, then I will teach your ways to those who do wrong, and sinners will turn back to you. See, powerful prayers bring change into our lives that brings new passion into our lives, a new purpose into our lives. Powerful prayers put us in the place where God receives the glory from our lives. Powerful prayers seek to bless the Father rather than seek the blessings for ourselves. I want to encourage you to start praying powerful prayers. Father, search me. Father, forgive me. Father, change me. Father, use me. Powerful prayers are prayers where we surrender ourselves to God's agenda for our lives. And I'm telling you, His greatest agenda for your life is relationship first and foremost. If you don't have that relationship, I want to encourage you to pray. Powerful prayer. Father, search me. Father, forgive me. Father, change me. Father, use me. It's His desire for your life. It's His plan for your life, for all of our lives. If you don't have a relationship with God, if God's not the center of your life, this is the time, this is the day, this is the moment to make that prayer, to make that happen, to surrender yourself to God, to allow God to breathe new life into you, a new purpose into you. And if you already have that relationship, I want to encourage you that these are prayers that you would pray 
daily. That we would constantly be aware of the offenses that we've made to God and asking forgiveness from God. Asking God to change us and then asking God to use us and watch God work powerfully in your life. Let's pray together. Father, we love you so much and I thank you, Father, for every person right now that's asking to begin this relationship with you. Father, those that are on the fence, those that are not sure, but they're kind of wondering what that looks like and they're wrestling with whether or not they should, I ask that you would speak into their lives, that you would show them your love for them. And Father, I ask that as they ask for you to search their lives, that you would forgive their lives, that you would change their lives, and that you would use their lives. Father, we all ask that today. We all surrender ourselves to your agenda for your glory. We don't live for our purpose. We don't live so that we get the attention. Father, we live for your purpose. We live for your glory. And Father, I ask that powerful prayers would be a part of our lives, not passive prayers not pathetic prayers, not safe prayers. But Father, give us the strength for powerful prayers that put us on the battlefield, that put us in the playing field, that put us into the place that you want us, that allows your spirit to change us and allows your spirit to use us. Father, I ask that in Jesus' name, amen. Powerful prayers are not easy, but man, they are life-changing. God never called us to a comfortable life. He called us to a powerful life. And that requires us to put ourselves in a place where we say, God, search me, forgive me, change me, use me. You want to experience the power of God. One of the things that we say every single week, and that is get into a small group, get into a connection group, because it's in relationship with other believers, it's in relationship with other followers of Christ that we experience the support we need, the prayer that we need, the encouragement that we need. We experience doing life with others. We experience the community of believers that was so important that Jesus established when he established the church. I want to encourage you to get into a small group if you're not in one. And if you live in the Fresno area, I want you to go to our website. I want you to scan the QR code. That QR code will pop up a link. That link We'll give you information about the connection groups at the Quest, and we would love for you to participate in a connection group and commit to one. Once again, as I say every week, I thank you guys so much for your financial gifts that support the ministry of the Quest, that support and meet the financial needs of the Quest. Listen, I don't take it for granted, and I'm so appreciative of your faithfulness to God in giving to God. I say it all the time, it doesn't matter the amount. Whatever God lays on your heart to give, we appreciate and we give generously to God because He is generous with us. If you have any kind of need in your life, if you want someone to pray in your life, scan the QR code. That QR code helps us connect. It allows you to have someone pray with you. It allows you to put your needs on a prayer request. It allows you to give online. It allows you to connect and take next steps as a follower.